0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast
1: 103.1. Welcome to Coast View. I hope you're having a great day. This is the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi a better place to live work and play. In the first segment today, we have uh, Mayor Mike Smith, who's the mayor of Waveland, and we're going to talk about a number of different issues. I look forward to getting to know him better. And in the second segment, we're going to be talking with Jeff Duncan from The Athletic, and we're going to talk about the Saints and what the latest is and uh, are we going to have an NFL season? Jeff's got the latest. I look forward to that conversation. So now let's bring uh, Mayor Smith into the conversation. Mike, how are you doing, buddy?
0: I'm fine, my friend. How are you doing today?
1: It's, yes, it's, I'm doing f- fantastic. It's great to see you. You know, when I think of Waveland, I think of Ground Zero. I gave speeches all over the country after Hurricane Katrina, and I showed the the Sun Herald pictures of of the Katrina damage and what happened. But, but I, you know, I think over and over again, people were surprised to hear that. Mississippi was ultimately ground zero for the storm, and if there was a ground zero in, in Mississippi, it was definitely Waveland. So, Waveland has seen its share of challenges. So, here we are this year. You've got the pandemic you're dealing with. You've, uh, you've had to deal with Cristobal. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a second. But uh, you know you're a fire, a, a, a former chief of, of of the fire department, so you're not uh, a stranger to challenges. And uh, I guess it's just normal for you to just face them and, and move forward. Is that about right for you?
0: Well, you know, yeah, that's a that's a gr- uh, great way to depict it because for the 28 years I was in the in the fire service, it was snap decisions. I mean, you didn't have you know time to put a lot of thinking or thought process into it. And so I guess that. Helped me as well as the previous mayor was my fire chief when, when I was hired on at the fire department. Well, now it's thirty-three years ago, so it was it's kind of interesting. I was laying in this morning just thinking that, um, you know, the the previous fire chief started out as a part-time firefighter, worked his way up through chief, retired, uh, run for mayor, won, um, and then of course he hired me part-time. I worked my way up through the chief and retired as well. So. Um, kind of interesting that I follow exactly his footsteps. You know, yeah, you know, you know what's,
1: what, what's amazing to me, though, is that uh, we've learned over the years that buildings don't make a community the people do. And you think about the challenges that Waveland had after Katrina, especially after Katrina. And you know so many people who could have just <laughs> cashed in and left. And they didn't because there's this incredible connection to that community there's something about the heart and soul of Waveland people isn't there
0: yes sir and that's what draws that's what draws me to um, continue doing what I'm doing is you know working for the cities because the people is is really unique people uh, unlike any other city along the coast uh, and I guess being the westernmost city on the coast um, you know having you know direct ties to New Orleans direct ties to the rest of the coast, just makes a a unique flavor here.
1: Yeah, I was interested and kind of refreshed my memory a little bit. At one point, the Daily Herald, back many, 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 many years ago, actually referred to Waveland as a former part of New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) The people of New Orleans literally saw Waveland as an extension of that city and believed that it was actually part of the city at one point. But that's uh, that's just part of the history, isn't it?
0: It is. And, and, you know, uh, it's interesting that you're talking about that. Uh, and then we're having this conversation about New Orleans because yesterday I had the request to rename Coleman Avenue Little Bourbon, <laughs> uh, you know, for future development. But yeah, uh, because the city of New Orleans downtown is not, you know, doing that great with the COVID 19 stuff. And so, um, and, and there's what we can talk about the development, but kind of what causes that question to be asked about the name.
1: Well, we can do it now because I love the fact that this is just a conversation, but it is, it's exciting seeing the, the vision for Coleman Avenue. And people should understand, and you'll talk about this, that some of the, um, you know, it, whereas in Bay St. Louis, O-Town and, and, the, and the shoreline there next to the harbor is high. In the case of Waveland, you guys don't have that benefit. So you, you have to have to build up and you've got this great and creative concept around the boardwalk. So why don't you walk us through that a little bit?
0: Okay, the, um, yeah, exactly. With the issue with the FEMA flood maps and the elevation restrictions that we're under, um, you know, that compared to the actual ground elevation of Coleman and the Beach, uh, you would have to be 23 feet above ground. Above ground, And so the ridge where Main Street comes out to uh, the Bay Road and, and Bay St. Louis is the highest ridge here in Florida. I mean, so that's amazing itself. Um, but our, um, the only way that Wave is going to come back on our downtown side is either the boardwalk or a similar concept because you, to get a business to come in and, and build 23 feet above ground is just cost prohibitive. So the plan is with the boardwalk is that the city would build the boardwalk and build the building on the boardwalk, a 360-foot-long building, maybe 60 feet wide. And then you go in and you build out what you need for whatever business that you need. Uh, and that you would purchase that based on how many employees, how much potential sales tax back to the state, that sort of thing. So when we pitched the concept to MDA, they loved it um, and actually offered a little bit of money to, to go toward it. Um, but, you know, that um, combined with the marina, which Wayland's was the only coastal city with no marina, never had any, um, no beachfront. Uh, development, you know, as far as business-wise, was ever on the beach that I know of. Um, but So this would be a first in those two aspects. Um, but it's real exciting, and where that concept came from was just an idea, uh, and we went to Destin, Florida, looked at their harbor walk. I don't know if you've ever been down there. Oh, but yes. That's yes. where the concept came from.
1: Well, it's, it's really, I mean, you think about it. I mean, when, you, when you're planning for uh, a city... And you guys have had the chance to kind of rethink some of this first of all, Waveland along the beach is very residential it's always been seen as residential. but Coleman Avenue comes into Beach Boulevard and this of course that's where the public pier is located the the, the the vision of this sort of this downtown center connected by boardwalks and I, I love the fact that you're your, it's a different kind of a pitch because you're saying we're not we're not trying to make this a a development where we're going to get a big return on our investment. What we're trying to do essentially is break even with this development, and but what the jobs and the people and the opportunity and the restaurants and the opportunity to create sort of this walkable downtown space that attracts people, sort of like Bay St. Louis is doing now with their with their uh, old town and their their uh, Beach Boulevard effort, it really has a lot of a lot of potential muscle, doesn't it?
0: Well, you know the and going back to when we put the, we built the lighthouse. Uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, of course, you know, $1.9 million sounds like a lot of, a lot of money, but just the foundation alone was a million dollars. And so, speaking of that, I mean, that, surprisingly to me, brings in, that boardwalk brings in a lot of people, a lot of families to that area. And so, when I see that, it just, it lifts, you know, it lifts you up. And so, gives you more, gives me more effort to put into the boardwalk. I just want to push it. Um, mm-hmm. So, I put it out on every media uh, outlet that I had, inviting developers in and, and investors in, and so there was a lot of great comments. I, I didn't have any negative comments about it, uh, which is which is you know amazing to me. But um, a lot of uh, investors and developers—I say a lot, more than tens—a lot to me—but um, a lot have reached out to me and, and they want to be a part of it. Um, there's businesses that want to be on that boardwalk today. Um, there's a restaurant tour that that I spoke to uh, two weeks ago that is right now planning something on the in, in that area. Uh, so I'm real excited about that. I got another call yesterday from a, another potential uh, developer. So when you hear that, now when you come up Coleman Avenue and you get to the business center, you you can almost be right on the ground at the business center and so at city hall and north of city hall you can build essentially on the ground um, no really elevation restriction that you have here so there's a lot of different ideas that that are float, uh, floating about that really ex- this excites me
1: well i've you know i learned after katrina there's so many incredible examples um when when you have a when when you have a will there's a way you find a way, and all you have to be is doggedly determined to see that vision come a reality. You know you've been smart with Thailand's funds you know there's b p money that's going to be available. I would r- really encourage you to go after that because the kind sure. of investments that they're looking for and with the b p money are ones that will pay dividends that that will create jobs and create an opportunity um it's there. You know, the bottom line is you just got to build safely. You got to have to do it in a way that that creates or at least lessens the damage that's going to occur. So that there is some sustainability after the typical after the typical hurricane. We we can't build for Katrina. I mean, there's there's no way. But we certainly can build for you know your typical. For for example, Cristobal. I mean, I mean the the storm surge in your area is in the eight foot range. Is that about right? That that was a that was a lot. I live on the water in in Biloxi, and I, my guess is, is it was about five and a half feet here. But man, the water that small or actually large tropical storm was pushing was pretty dynamic, wasn't it?
0: Well, it's, it, you know, and it was Cristobal was unique in the way that it was just so big, like you said. Um, and not real organized. And so the direction that it approached the, our coastline, we were in the, in the perfect area to get the most water. Uh, just like in Katrina, that was the perfect storm for us. That was the, the thing that we always planned for. Mayor
1: Smith, why don't we do this? This is Mayor Mike Smith from the City of Waveland. We'll come back after this break, and we'll continue this conversation. But, you know, Nash Roberts always said when storms hit that mouth of the Mississippi River, it kind of makes them jog to the right. We've seen it over and over again. Now somebody says Crystal Wall wasn't big enough to do that, but it certainly still did it, <laughs> and it put you guys right there in the in the in the bullseye. But we'll be back after this break and con- and continue our conversation with Mike Smith.
0: Subscribe for free to the Coast View podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.